Uh, we've become complacent in a lot of ways. We get stuck on our own little heads about what's real and what's not real, and we think our lives are not going to ever be affected by that and no one's going to call us on it. But maybe this is a wake-up call that we, as a civilization, need to grow up. End of day. The freedom of speech is being taken away. And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael. I am a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn Radio app. Search End of Days and you'll find the 24-7 network. Go to michaeldeacon.com for your preferred choice of platform to hear the podcast rendition of this program. Tonight my guest is Robert David Steele. He is an internationally acclaimed intelligence author, practitioner with 30 years of service in intelligence. He is a former CIA case officer and co-founder of the U.S. Marine Corps Intelligence Activity. He is the founder of Open Source Solutions Network and the CEO of Earth Intelligence Network. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Always an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you to those here in America and those who listen outside of America for listening to this program. Welcome back for another dose of the Michael Deacon program. I feel illuminated as always here tonight. I do. Thank you sincerely for being here with me. I certainly hope you feel just as good as I do. Once again, there is plenty of things to discuss. Now, without further ado, let's bring on tonight's guest. Thank you very much, Robert, for being here with all of us. And welcome to the program. It's an honor and pleasure to speak to you, sir. No, I'm glad to have your invitation. I'm really trying with Cynthia McKinney to reach as many people as possible. Oh, yes. And we're going to get into all of that shortly here. But before we do, can we get into your background here very, well, not too briefly, but let, let's go over a few things. I think you are very interesting, sir, and you have an extensive background. Well, um... I suppose I should start with the fact that I grew up overseas as the son of an oil engineer and a Colombian mother, an American-born oil engineer and a Colombian mother naturalized as an American. So I spent 10 years in Asia, including four years in Vietnam as a kid um, while my father was stationed there. And um, then I spent, I also spent 10 years in Latin America. Um, and so I grew up understanding the real world in a way that most Americans just do not. Compute, And one of the things many Americans don't understand is that foreigners really do distinguish between America, the beautiful and the big hearted Americans and the U.S. government and Wall Street, which they consider predatory and immoral. 
And I then went to university. I did my um, first degree in uh, political science with a thesis on multinational corporations and home host country issues. Did a first graduate degree in international relations with a thesis on predicting revolution. And all of the preconditions of revolution exist in the United States today, especially concentrated wealth and loss of faith in the authority of the government. Then I joined the Marine Corps. I turned down a banking job, thank God, and uh, joined the Marine Corps, was a Marine Corps infantry officer, then was recruited by, um, or actually accepted by CIA. I applied to them. One in 25,000 get accepted, or at least that was the case at the time. And um, so the Marine Corps shifted me over to the Marine Corps Reserve and put me into service-level intelligence. I did three back-to-back tours as a clandestine case officer, one of the first assigned to terrorism full-time. I wrote the first CIA standard operating procedures for a clandestine field station. Believe it or not, CIA never had one before that, and I don't think they have one now. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a fly-by-night, pull-it-out-of-your-ass organization. <laughs> yes. Um At least in the kind of the lip service stuff. It's also a very evil organization and torture and drone assassination and mind control in certain other areas. And those are things I only learned about after I left the CIA. So they're not covered by my lifetime uh, secrecy agreement. I am not a whistleblower. Understood. I am simply the most published intelligence reformer in the English language. So the Marine Corps asked me to leave the CIA after I did three overseas tours and three Washington tours that focused on uh, counterintelligence, uh, satellite operations, and advanced information technology. I created the Marine Corps Intelligence Command working for Colonel Walter Breedy, a Naval Academy graduate. And together, we discovered that the secret intelligence world didn't have anything worthwhile on Haiti or Burundi or Somalia or anywhere else. So I created the open source intelligence discipline, and it's now established that for basically $5 million and 22 p, you can meet 40% of the needs of all special operations uh, intelligence requirements worldwide, $5 million. General Zinni when he was commander of CENTCOM, Central Command, went on record and said that the $100 billion a year intelligence community provided him with, at best, 4% of what he needed to know. So we have a very dysfunctional, very expensive U.S. intelligence community that is not helping anybody. It's a spending cesspool. And it also does great evil. It certainly Uh, seems that way, yes. Yeah, so I ran a conference, and Admiral... um, Bill Studeman came to it, and it was a great success. And then CIA told the Marine Corps that they should forbid me from running another conference. So I told everybody to piss off, and I resigned from the U.S. government. I was a GS-14 at the age of uh, 38 or whatever. Um, and I would be a senior executive and agency head today had I been willing to play ball and go along and basically not make waves. So instead, I've lost a lot of money, but I've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. specifically for trying to move the craft of intelligence away from spies and secrecy that promote war and waste and toward open sources that promote peace and prosperity. And that's going to be the rest of my life. Um, so I ran a business for many years. I trained over 7,500 people from across 66 countries. I was grossing $1.7 million with one employee in 2007. And then I lost my security clearances to three morons in the Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals when they told me that I needed to declare all of my foreign contacts, and I cheerfully told them about all 7,500. Imagine three chimpanzees jumping up and down in a small room, and you get an idea of the Yeah, you know, that doesn't 
That doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, these people are stupid. Uh, anyway, God bless them. Because had they not destroyed my business, I would not have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. They basically pushed me away from the government, and they pushed me into ultimately writing the Open Source Everything Manifesto, which is now cult reading and anonymous and elsewhere, I'm told. Um, and the subtitle of the Open Source Everything Manifesto is Transparency, Truth, and Trust. And somewhere in there, I ended up running for president in 2012. I ended up conceptualizing a government of, by, and for the people, which is not what we have today. Uh, we have a government that is of, by, and for the Rothschilds in Israel uh, and the Vatican. Uh, and so now I'm really focused on election reform, and I've recently created hashtag Unrig, Summer of Peace Beyond Trump and Sanders. Right. And God bless, God bless Donald Trump. He's the one who said the system is rigged. And so my letter, to my memo to the president has been read by 4 million Americans. Just look up Memorandum for the President 4.0 and you'll get to the latest version. Oh, yes. And we're challenging President Trump, our legitimately elected president, to stop dicking around with the deep state on the deep state court with the deep state rules. He should champion the Election Reform Act, a Trump channel. What he has right now is mediocre and extreme. Uh, and he should manage a counterintelligence program that cleans house. I mean, Pence, Priebus, McMaster, um, all of these people have to be thrown out. Um, Kushner has no business being in the White House, and frankly, neither does Ivanka Trump. So Trump is being chumped by the deep state, and he's his own worst enemy. Uh, but I still am holding out for a glimmer of hope right. in the July time frame. However, if Donald Trump will not lead hashtag on rig. And the obvious question is, Mr. President, you said we have a rig system. Why aren't you leading hashtag on rig? That's the question I wish everybody that listens to your program would tweet to both POTUS and at real Donald Trump. I tweeted him, by the way. Well, but the thing is, you need to tweet hashtag on rig, hashtag, um, well, you need to, you need to tweet at real Donald Trump and at POTUS. You need to use the hashtag on rig, and you have to say, you said it's a rig system. Why aren't you leading hashtag on rig? You hear that, folks? Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I want one million tweets. <laughs> we, we, we'll get it done. Don't worry. No doubt. And, you no, know, I, I really, mm -hmm. I love this country, and I'm a deeply patriotic American, no and doubt. I really want people to understand that taxi drivers in South Africa and everywhere else know that Americans are good people. You and know, they know yes. that the public is not the government. And they know that the military and the CIA are not the, the, the representatives of America the beautiful. You know, I'm glad you said that because I have always been under the notion that you, you probably shouldn't exactly hate the president no matter what side you're on. These are kind of just the talking, talking heads uh, as, as you may uh, go with that phrase if you want. They're just talking heads, and I don't think they're exactly 100% behind every decision that that goes on. I don't think exactly they they have that much power. You're you're raising a very very important point. I will say that I believe that every president since John F. Kennedy has been a puppet, and there is a story told about Jimmy Carter, who was basically handpicked and elevated by the elite to do their bidding. 
And he really thought he had been elected to be president. And so he put together, he's a very intelligent man, a Naval Academy graduate. He put together a dream cabinet, the best of the best from across all party lines. And the Rockefeller people came in and said, no, this is not your cabinet. This is your cabinet. They handed him a list. And I am told that Jimmy Carter cried his heart out on that day. Wow. Because he realized he was a prisoner of the deep state. Yes. And again, I'm glad you've mentioned all these things because that's a great segue here. And back in late 2015, early 2015, I should say, I mentioned that the next few years were going to be a circus. I said it would be a political masquerade. And so far, Robert, it seems like I've been a prophet in that sense. I've been shockingly correct on various matters here. It's quite frightening. Well, you, you, you absolutely were correct. And what has changed is two things. The Internet, Donald Trump, and Pizzagate. Okay, that's right. three. I'm a Marine. That's I can't okay. count. <laughs> so the Internet, and Dick Cheney has appeared on, on television and said that giving the people the Internet was a huge mistake. Okay, now Dick Cheney is a sadomasochistic, pedophile, world-class criminal. All right? I mean, he was personally in charge of 9-11. He made 9-11 happen. Dick Cheney murdered 3,000 people in order to pull off a whole series of things, including the uh, the Gold War uh, against Russia cleanup and the leading the 935 lies against Iraq and so on. If there's one man who is as close to Hitler and Stalin together in America, his name is Dick Cheney. Now, um, what we what we have here is a government in which the deep state controls everything. And they control everything using a mix of Freemasons and Knights of Malta and Opus Dei and bribery and blackmail. Um, and I really believe that the American people need to understand that Donald Trump is a disruptor. And he still has potential as a guy who can challenge the deep state. And then the third thing that has happened is Pizzagate, a Romanian taxi driver, not Russia, not Russian intelligence. You know, I mean, I, I'm personally happy to have ripped John Brennan a new asshole. Yes. Uh, he's a liar. John Brennan is a liar and a Saudi whore and an American traitor. Uh, John Brennan is the man who single-handedly tried to flip the Electoral College and told a number of lies. And if people look at the CIA report, which I ripped apart, got a very popular Kindle short called the soft coup burning crap um 99 cents and essentially what John Brennan tried to do was tell a whole bunch of lies that would flip the electoral college and Lawrence Lessig to his eternal shame was also a traitor trying to flip the electoral college while hiding like a rat in uh, Iceland um but the Romanian taxi driver, oh, let me just say, the CIA report on mm -hmm. Russian hacking on page A13 says in black and white, our findings are not based on evidence. Mm, and interesting. the hat to Robert Perry, the author of Lost History and the editor of Consortium News, for pointing that out to me. The CIA report itself says that its findings are not based on evidence. I do not make this stuff up. Okay? That's interesting. So, Yes, it is. I mean, basically, John Brennan in 90 days accomplished what I failed to do in 30 years. He demonstrated to the U.S. public that U.S. intelligence leaders are lying assholes that can't be trusted about anything. And certainly, I fondly remember Mike Hayden 
who's the only U.S. intelligence leader to have violated the Constitution as the head of two different agencies. He did warrantless wiretapping at NSA, and he did torture and rendition at CIA. If there's another person who should burn in hell with Dick Cheney, his name is Mike Hayden, yes. as well as John Brennan. Heinous. And let's throw in Herbert McMaster. Yes, these individuals have committed heinous acts. And Robert, before we get too far ahead of ourselves here, I must ask you, and I'm totally curious, when exactly was it when you became, I guess, aware of all these things that are, are going on behind closed doors? Well, that's a great, great question, because most of what I've learned about the evil that we do, I've learned from over 2,500 authors, nonfiction authors that I've reviewed for Amazon. So everything I have learned and everything I'm speaking about now is not covered by my secrecy agreement. I've never been a whistleblower. I'm simply the most published intelligence reformer in the English language. And so it was my reading including reading on on pedophilia and extraterrestrial topics and blackmail and torture and so forth. It was my reading that really showed me that the CIA was created by Wall Street, that the CIA has been involved in, in essentially running the government drug operations that provide cash for our elite and off-budget um, cash for secret programs that are very much against the public interest. And so I would have to credit all of these authors that I've read. And then because I'm the top Amazon reviewer for nonfiction, reading in 98 categories, a lot of people have come out of the woodwork to educate me. And I'm constantly inundated with books. I probably accept one in 20 books that I'm offered. But people come to me, they self-identify, and they say, hey, you really need to learn about this, and here's a book about it. And so on a very selective basis, I've accepted books, and I will also mention that Amazon has lost its integrity in the book review section, because now they'll only show reviews by verified purchasers, which means that Jeff Bezos is treating his uh, bookstore as a uh, pay-to-play. Uh, review section. Oh, okay. And so my reviews that have two and three hundred positive votes are buried because Jeff Bezos has someone running the book review section that has zero intelligence and zero integrity. Um, but I really have to credit these people. And let me also tell your listeners that they can find all of my book reviews free online at phibetaiota.net. Uh, and there's a review page there, and then they can find lists of lists of book reviews, including positive books about the future and negative books about the present. So to answer your question, I learned most of what I know about the evils that are inherent in the U.S. government and Wall Street after I left the after, CIA. Okay, after you left. Yes, after I left. No doubt. You know, when I was in the CIA, it's like being a Jesuit. You can't imagine that you are, you're anything less than sacred and, and, and a hair away from being God. Hmm, I never knew that. I mean, come on, how righteous do you have to feel to be a clandestine case officer spending $100,000 a month at the age of 38? Were you told what to think? No, I wasn't told what to think, but I left the CIA when a shitty little man um, told me to go down the hall and case officer and other case officer and bring him back the answer he wanted. And what he was telling me to do was go and lie, cheat, and steal with another government employee. Mm get him what he wanted. And that, in my mind, broke my social contract with the CIA. And by the grace of God, there absolutely is a God, and he's got a sense of humor. 
uh, by the grace of God, the Marine Corps came to me right about the same time and said, we want you to come back to the Marine Corps and help create the Marine Corps Intelligence Command. And I did, and I loved it. And so that's where I learned when we when we created that new national intelligence analysis capability. That's where I learned that the secret databases are empty. They don't have uh, anything on Haiti or Burundi or Somalia. They don't do poverty, infectious disease, environmental degradation. I mean, out of the 10 high-level threats to humanity that really matter to American prosperity and peace, the U.S. secret world does too. They do interstate conflict and terrorism, and we are the terrorists. We're actually funding most of the terrorists worldwide, including ISIS. Uh, ISIS is a creation of Saudi Arabia and the United States of America. It's been trained by CIA and equipped by the Pentagon. Yeah, and I'm just stunned that Donald Trump is not is not making more of this. Right. Uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, and I just want to tell you here uh, on the morning of 9/11, I, I still recall. I was in high school during the time. I still remember seeing the footage with my father in the morning before I, I headed to class. Mm-hmm. And all day long, I heard different opinions from very angry teachers, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, mm-hmm. However, by mid-afternoon, almost towards the end of class or school there, I, I had kind of collected enough information randomly there and I just proposed one simple question to one of the teachers, and it got them so heated, Robert. I I just asked, do you think perhaps our government might have known about this, and perhaps this was maybe an inside job? I clearly remember saying that uh, in class, and I got chewed out, and I was threatened to be sent to the office, and I I told my, my parents about it. And during the time, I'm sure they thought I was crazy, too. And, uh, well, it, it turns out I don't think it was crazy after all. We saw those redacted pages uh, that links the Saudis to 9-11. Well, let me, let me point out that we threw the Saudis under the bus. They were nothing more than a logistics-supporting uh, player. And, in fact, most of the Patsies were not Saudi. They were from different countries. Right. They simply had Saudi passports. And it was John Brennan as chief of station in Saudi Arabia for the CIA who signed all of their visa, approved visas, okay? This was planned and orchestrated by Israel and Dick Cheney. Just like Israel gave us the USS Liberty, just like Israel had Yachik Rabin as the Israeli representative and the cabal led by LBJ to assassinate John F. Kennedy, Israel was a major player in 9-11. They started planning it in 1988 before the buildings had even been built, I think. They knew they needed a major mass attack on on U.S. soil at some future date. And it's now demonstrated that Israeli companies spent a year prior to 9-11 dredging the channel in New York City to make it deeper so that the evidence of 9-11 could be exfiltrated very, very rapidly. And Judy, Rudy Giuliani may not have been privy to the uh, to the plot beforehand. Oh yes, told he had to be restrained from going into the buildings right before the attack by people who knew the attack was coming. But in the aftermath of the attack, Rudy Giuliani, a trained prosecutor, moved heaven and earth to to destroy the crime scene. And I will also mention that Robert Mueller is an American traitor. Robert Mueller's sole and exclusive responsibility as director of the FBI in the aftermath of 9-11 
was covering up for Dick Cheney. By the way, that reminds me, wasn't there trillions of dollars missing from the Pentagon? Well, yes and no. I mean, Cynthia McKinney, God bless her, she's my partner in Hashtag Unrig, which is a nonprofit educational campaign. Cynthia McKinney was grilling Donald Trump on this. And what we've realized since then is that the Pentagon did not lose $2.3 trillion. It has spent $2.3 trillion ah, on I both secret, uh, secret extraterrestrial programs um, and deep bases underground which include many, many terrible, terrible, and I'm not going to go into either of those, but I will say for the record that I think Donald Trump, as you've uh, implied, has not been fully briefed and has no idea what 50% of the U.S. government is doing in our name, at our expense, and against our interest. Yes, and I, I know we're not going to get into that, of course, but yes, um, Rob, Robert, I must say you made headlines from what, what you said not so long ago. You even got the attention of Bill Maher, for goodness sakes. Well, let me, let me point out, let me point out that the, the media hit job, which backfired. I, I really am very appreciative for the lying sacks of shit that, that uh, put words in my mouth because I didn't say all of that. Correct, correct. Um, but 25 million people now know who I am, who did not, and we've gotten a surge in uh, fundraising. Uh, because people know me. They know I've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. They know I'm one of the most intelligent, reasonable commentators on the planet. And what I will tell you is that this media hit job, which may have been orchestrated by a known pedophile uh, who is absolutely terrified of the my role as a commissioner for the International Tribunal of Natural Justice and the book that I'm co-sponsoring on pedophilia. This hit job was intended to distract people from the three minutes on Alex Jones that really mattered when I described the full range of pedophilia as it is used by the deep state to not only keep everybody in line, um, but to actually build up um, its control of people. Uh, pedophilia is the Achilles heel of the deep state. Mars and the base on Mars is an undeniable fact. I absolutely never said that there were child sex slave colonies on Mars. That is some pedophile media moron's idea of how quickly to discredit me. Yeah, the news does that. They assert things that aren't facts. Well, I mean, look at the New York Times and the crap news network and Fox News with three idiots in the morning and five idiots in the afternoon. All of these people are the fake news media, and that's what's changed. That's hilarious, by the way. What? Uh, the, what you mentioned, uh, the Fo Fox 5 or Friends or whatever it's called, that show? Yeah, it, you know, I used to watch Fox. That's hilarious, by the way. Now I'm using my TV in my office as a, as a uh, stand for my date book because my life's gotten very complicated. I understand, um, yes. And I no longer watch TV because there's nothing there that's worthwhile, including Bill Moyers. No, it, you uh, know... It, Bill it, Moyers is an apologist right. for the deep state. Yes, there's really nothing on TV that isn't already bought and paid for, and we'll, we'll get into that in a moment here, but... I'll just, I just want to wrap up this whole thing and say, you know, I've heard of a secret space program for many, many years. And I even talked to Dr. Albert Taylor, who of course was involved in Ronald Reagan's Star Wars initiative. I'm sure you're familiar with all that. Um, he went on to say that we had technology way advanced beyond our comprehension. And, you know, I believe Dr. Albert Taylor. I don't think he's someone who would lie about that sort of thing. 
So, you know, I, oh, and, I believe and, and you. Let me, let me validate that. Not only do we have technology that is far in advance of everything that is on the marketplace now, but that technology has been very deliberately repressed against the public interest. And, of course, I'm speaking of free energy um, and different kinds of propulsion systems and ways to clean air and so forth. And at the same time, we're all being poisoned. Food has been weaponized. Vaccines are primarily to sterilize and dumb people down. Um, the degree to which the U.S. government has become a neo-Nazi um, fascist tool for the deep state is quite frightening. And in fact, I will go on the record and say that this media hit job on me caused me to take a closer look at the National Aeronautics and Space Agency. And I now realize that we put half the Nazis at NASA, and I had always overlooked that. I now understand that NASA is co-equal to the CIA as an evil entity. And if I were ever president, NASA's money would be cut off on day one until they fully disclosed every single thing they are doing that they are not briefing the president on. I agree. They should look into Operation Paperclip. Oh, well, Paperclip was the CIA. What worries me about NASA is what they're doing in mind control and uh, dumbing down involved. populations and, yes. and uh, things like that. Back in the 60s, NASA was also involved in experiments with LSD trying to communicate with dolphins. So that just goes to well, show that's, you. Well, that's light stuff. I mean, they've moved yes. on in light years now. Of course, um, of course. I'm just... But again, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, two books I, I would recommend are Kathy O'Brien's Trance, Formation of America, and I forget the author's name, but uh, Project Human Extinction. Those are both excellent books for people who want to just get a taste of how evil our government has become. It is not a government of, by, and for we the people. By the way, the media hit you with a classic straw man argument. What do you, uh, I mean, look, the, the media is stupid. Um, one of the things I find is that unfortunately a lot of people that watch YouTube don't read. Um, anyone with a brain who went to robertdavidsteel.com would very quickly discover 12 books, two with forwards by senators, uh, another two with forwards by a congressman. They would discover all of my articles, chapters, briefings, executive and congressional testimony. They would discover the fact that I've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, they would see my big ideas section and very quickly establish for themselves that I'm probably one of the smarter, saner people speaking out on behalf of the public. The problem is that the fake news media, including specifically uh, the Daily Beast and the Washington Post and the New York Times and Crap News uh, Network and, and uh, Fox uh, Holes. Um, these people are beneath contempt. Uh, they're not thinking people. They're not even honest people. Their whole role in life is to spin a narrative that serves the deep state. In no way, shape, or form are they holding government accountable in no way, shape, or form are they informing people about important um, information that's helpful to creating peace and prosperity. These people are a cesspool, which is why my most popular cover, it's called Burning Crap, and it has three military crap buckets that are on fire. <laughs> and right. one of them is labeled CIA, and the other one is labeled CNN, and the third one is labeled NYT. Everything about 
what the government, in a nutshell, virtually everything the government, the, the mass media, and most of the universities tell us is a lie. And that includes a lot of history. Uh, most history is a lie. Yes, and I must say uh, I'm extremely happy to see both you and Cynthia teaming up to fight the proverbial good fight. I like that both of you have been completely outspoken and honest about all these issues that plague America. Well, you know, Cynthia, first off, I was virtually strip searched at the um, oh, rec- St. Louis, Missouri oh, International recently. Airport. Yeah, let, let's talk about that quickly here. You did attend an event, and both you and Cynthia were harassed. We did. We did attend an event, and I didn't realize it, but Cynthia was accompanied by a uh, by a U.S. citizen, a black female U.S. citizen, who is also a um, a um, a news anchor for Iranian press TV. So this poor woman is virtually strip searched twice at every airport. Remember now, she's a U.S. citizen, and there is absolutely no intelligence information, I am certain of this, that in any way, shape, or form suggests that she is any kind of threat. U.S. citizen who happens to be employed by the Iranian press service. She is virtually strip searched when she first goes through security to the airport, and then TSA sends a gaggle of about 15 people. Most of them appear to have very low intelligence. And they then make sure that a handful of other people are selected for strip searching. Mm. And this woman is strip searched again right before she gets on the airplane. Okay. Now, I was briefed on this by Congresswoman McKinney. And so I went over to the senior, to the special agent in charge in Missouri. And I said, hey, I'm a retired federal officer, global trusted traveler. Uh, I just want you to know that the black woman traveling with this person who you're obviously going to strip search again is Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney. And there was this black officer of very limited intelligence. And he looked at me and he said, well, we're just doing our job. And I said, yes, yes, you are. Just like the Nazi guards did their job in the Jewish Holocaust. Right. This guy crapped in his pants and instantly hated me. Now, he then picked me out for a virtual strip search. And I have no problem with that. But what I do have a problem with is that the supervisory special agent for the TSA on the scene knew that this was an abuse of authority and could not control this individual. So there was a leadership failure by the young white guy who was leading this group. Okay. Understood. Yes. So I'm, I'm strip searched. This guy literally has his hands on my balls. Okay. Yikes. I mean, literally. Uh, and up the crack of my ass. So this is an unconstitutional, unreasonable search, and I hope that Judge Napolitano gets to the Supreme Court because we need to do multiple things, including overturn of the 17th Amendment and make senators state representatives again. We need to uh, nationalize the Federal Reserve and end the income tax, and we need to close down the Department of Homeland Security and the Transportation Security Administration specifically. Um, all of these low rent morons need to go back to the farms they came from. Right. Um, now, Cynthia McKinney was not touched. And that was probably a good judgment call on the part of the special in charge. However, her bag, and this is partly her fault, her bag was not a TSA approved bag and she had it locked. So when the bag was at Dulles on its way to Bangladesh, the bag was ripped open and in her bag she had a bottle of, um, of something that she likes. It's called, um, 
It's called, uh, hold on, let me find it because it's, it's a useful, um, it's a useful thing here. Um, she had a bottle of what's called, um, Bragg's liquid aminos. The TSA guy, and we've got, I, I'm sure we have this on videotape. She's talking to a congressman about a congressional inquiry and getting, subpoenaing the videotapes. The TSA guy, perhaps not realizing it was Congressman McKinney, just thinking it was some raghead going to Bangladesh, opened the bottle of Bragg's liquid aminos and poured it all over her white hashtag unrigged shirt and then closed the bag back up. Oh, no. This is the, well, I've also heard stories of TSA peeing on people's luggage. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is, this is common. I cannot overstate the degree to which TSA is out of control and an obscenity. It's like, it's it's like Vietnam out there. Constitution and the Republic. It's like Vietnam all over again. It's much worse than that. I mean, really, you know, I mean, partly TSA is an unemployment program for people who can't get jobs anywhere else. And you might be right about that. What's that? I said, you might be right about that. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and unfortunately, the director of TSA is a completely irresponsible person who has absolutely zero accountability. Nobody is holding this guy responsible. And when I look at TSA, I mean, I'm, I'm an intelligence professional. I'm trained to do holistic analytics and true cost economics and, uh, uh, cost benefit ratios and the whole nine yards. TSA is probably the single most disgraceful program we have in the United States of America. And they're trying very hard to expand it to bus station and train station. This is as close as you want to get to Gestapo brown shirts. And this is something I think Donald Trump should take a personal interest in. Yes. And, you know, we're going to talk about the deep state even further here. But I I must propose this to you. What exactly does the general population think? And I, and here's what I believe. And what I'm referring to is that demographic, you know, me and you here talking about the things that we're talking about isn't exactly what the common man, the, those who are in the lower, the lower common denominator, the mainstream, those who don't do their homework, those who I refer to as the deer in the headlight society, the masses out there. How, how do we get them to realize all these things that are going on? How, how do we reach those well, folks out let me there? Say, let me say first off that I think we underestimate the average American at our peril. Uh, there's a wonderful book called The Average American, which I've reviewed very favorably. And we have a theme song for Hashtag Unrig by Leonard Cohen, and it's called Everyone Knows. And what I am finding as I'm out there talking to the average American is that they all understand that pedophilia is a major problem at the governor level, not just in Indiana, but you have the Franklin scandal uh, in Nebraska and you have the stoplight um, spotlight thing in Boston. The average American understands the degree of depravity and corruption that exists at the elite level. And I think they've been waiting for someone to lead them. And I'm not the right person, and neither is Cynthia McKinney. Donald Trump, in my view, our legitimately elected president, has been blowing a world-class opportunity to educate and unite the average American across the political spectrum. And he is being handicapped. Trump is being chumped by Mike Pence and Rents Priebus. Rents Priebus is the deep state. 
Mike Pence is the deep state. The absolute last thing they want is for Donald Trump to leave the White House, reconnect with America, and take over. Yes. I know I know many Americans can be reached. However, it seems like they only understand the left and the right. And I believe that two-party system will possibly drive this country to the ground. Well, I, I had to run for president to find out that we have eight accredited political parties. Six of them are completely blocked by access, of, of to ballot access, by the two-party tyranny. The other six are the Constitution Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the Natural Law Party, which is defunct now, the Reform Party, and the Socialist Party, which has a 1,000 people plus Bernie Sanders. And Bernie, by the way, is a fake socialist. Uh, Bernie was beaten in one election by the Democrats when they put forward someone, and he groveled his way back to the Democrats and said, please don't ever run anyone against me again, and I promise you I'll be the best Democrat you ever saw. And so it has been. Bernie Sanders is a fraud, and People's Party is Sheepdog 2.0. By the way, let, let's talk about WikiLeaks. I'm okay. very interested to know your opinion on this. I, I believe our president was saying something along the lines of going after Julian Assange. Uh, I'm not exactly quite sure if he meant that or not. I honestly believe this was one of those aspects that possibly got him elected. Well, yes and no. Um, one of the things I've pointed out on, on Russia today and elsewhere is that Julian Assange's leaks would not have had the effect they had if people like Steve Piesnack and Alex Jones and myself had not come out in full force. Um, so Assange, as brilliant and valuable as he is, was being successfully uh, marginalized by the official narrative. And it was really the combination of white hats blocking Hillary from hacking 13 state elections. I mean, the only person who hacked the U.S. election was Hillary Clinton. Correct. She stole 13 state primaries from Bernie Sanders. Stanford University has documented that. There's absolutely no question about it. She was not able to steal 13 states from Donald Trump because White Hat stepped in and blocked that. And then you had the spaz attack in front of the 9-11 memorial. And you had the uh, Romanian taxi driver who got Podesta and actually revealed all of the pedophilia that goes on in the Democratic Party. And it certainly includes Hillary Clinton, who was featured, by the way, in Kathy O'Brien's book, uh, Trance. And then you had the Anthony Weiner laptop, which demonstrated that she's committed treason as well as charity and electoral fraud and pay to play. That documented that she sold. Syria and Yemen to Saudi Arabia. She sold Libya to the French and she sold U.S. uranium to the Russians. And I think all of that in combination kept about five million voters away from the polls. And oh, by the way, Clinton did not lead and win the popular vote in the United States of America, with the exception of California, where she had about three million illegal voters that have been documented. Um, Donald Trump actually won the popular vote in most states. Um, this is just it's just absolutely amazing to me, and people need to understand that the Pulitzer Prize is named after the guy that invented yellow journalism. This is the guy that took us to war with Mexico on a foundation of lies, and I find it vastly amusing that Mexico has reclaimed all of the land up to the Guadalupe Hidalgo line through a mixture of legal and illegal immigration. Um, wars that are fought on the basis of lies and for the benefit of the banks not only are not worth fighting, 
they're ultimately overturned because reality bats last. I'm glad that you said that. You really do know your history quite well. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I really do feel that the United States has become the the uh, bully boy for the United Kingdom, which continues to believe, the royal family continues to believe that we're simply an unacknowledged colony um, and that we are no better or worse than Canada or Australia and that we will continue to do the bidding of the elites in the, in the United Kingdom. Uh, and sadly, too many of our politicians have been willing to sell out their constituents to Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United Kingdom, among others. Yes, and by the way, that reminds me of the whole 2000 presidential election, all that controversy with Florida. You recall that? Yes, and oh, okay, so what you really want me to talk about is how Al Gore took a $100 million bribe. There you go. Okay, so the true story is that Warren Christopher told Gore, and Sidney Blumenthal was in the room, Al, if you fight this, you will never get a corporate speaking fee in your life. But if you accept it as being within the bounds of reasonable dishonesty, you will be worth $100 million within the decade. And so it has come to pass. Al Gore today is worth $100 million because Al Gore has zero integrity and sold out over the Florida uh, loss, which Greg Paylast predicted three months in advance but it wouldn't be published in the United States. No one would publish it. So his stories were published by the Observer in the United Kingdom. So Al Gore personally threw away the presidency in return for a $100 million bribe. Now, the lesson that Blumenthal took from that is that the candidate can be bought, which is one of the reasons why a number of us felt that he had advised Hillary Clinton on this, and she had gone to Lynn Rothschild, who is a babe from New Jersey, just married well. And Lynn Rothschild, in our view, let it be known to Donald Trump that if he lost the election, he would get $20 billion. And since Trump is a minor billionaire at the $2 billion level, that would be very attractive. And if you look carefully at the election, you can see where Trump tried to lose on multiple occasions. Every time Clinton started to move ahead, Trump would do something to fall behind again. And he only won accidentally. I've published a Trump Revolution series at Kindle, and all the titles are also free online. But Donald Trump, Accidental President Under Sage, is one of my better pieces. And it's about 20 pages with about 40 footnotes and notes, and they're all linked to sources. And it documents how Donald Trump literally won by accident. The fix was in. Apparently, Clinton was not only very, very drunk, but very, very insane on election night. <laughs> was she? That's the reason she couldn't be rolled out. Um, she was absolutely certain she was going to win. Well, and at I mean, the end of the day, the yes. combination of the White Hats and the common sense of the American public and the disgust of a substantive enough portion of her base that stayed home rather than vote for anybody uh, led to Donald Trump becoming our legitimately elected president. As I said, God has a sense of humor. Um, Donald Trump is our legitimately elected president and all of his instincts during the campaign including his promises to not allow regime change, no more elective wars, get us out of Syria. He was absolutely right. Now, of course, it looks like Lynn Rothschild has doubled the bribe to $40 billion. And I'm still hoping that Donald Trump is going to end up burying the deep state. But if he doesn't come out here and lead hashtag unrig, he is going to lose the Senate to a pedophilia scandal that will take out four to six senators. 
at the same time that a couple of Republican governors are taken out. Vice President Mike Pence is under severe risk of being named by Vladimir Putin as one of America's elite pedophiles. And I honestly believe that if Donald Trump does not follow the three to six things that are in the memorandum for the president 4.0, then he is going to find himself impeached, convicted, and sent home. And Mike Pence will become the deep state's president. That's what I call the great Trump deception. That's if it goes down in that order. Well, there's still some small indicators that Trump is a bloody genius and that he has a plan. And I happen to like Rex Tillerson. And if Trump's translator can be trusted to not talk to Pence and not blow the situation, and if CIA did not have a listening device, as they usually do, uh, in the room where the president was talking to Putin, then it's possible that Trump and Putin and Xi have cut deals and that Trump will, in fact, emerge triumphant. I hope so. But I don't believe he can emerge triumphant unless he does three things in July. He must announce that he is going to lead hashtag unrig and sponsor the Election Reform Act, which Rand Paul and Tabby uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard are ready to introduce in the House and the Senate if Donald Trump asks them to. He must get a two-way Trump channel rather than the garbage pit he's got out there now. Brad Parscale has reached the limits of his abilities. And number three. He must create a counterintelligence board that is absolutely honest and loyal to Donald Trump, and he has to clean house. Kushner, Ivanka, McMaster, and Priebus have all got to get out of the White House. The National Security Council should be closed. It should be replaced by a National Strategy Council run by a senior clerk, not a czar. Um, and it should help our president manage the budget so that he is addressing all 10 high-level threats to humanity across all 12 core policies in a manner which rapidly reduces the federal budget by 50%. By the way, I just want to mention, I have no dog in the fight. I just want what's best for this country. And like many Americans out there, I didn't think Trump would win. Hillary had the media in her back pocket. As we all came to find out, thanks to WikiLeaks, you saw places like Twitter, YouTube, um, Google, Amazon. You, you, there's a bunch of places where Hillary's reach was. And of course, CNN was one of them. And we're seeing exactly what's been going on with CNN. And my goodness, did you see the latest with CNN blackmailing that, that uh, gentleman out there? No, look, I, I literally no longer pay attention to anything that the crap news network does. Um, all of these people are beneath contempt. They're and out of control. I'm very fond of the alternative media, and I absolutely like the Hagman Report, the Common Sense Show with Dave Hodges, uh, Victorious Libertas, uh, Sarah Westhall, uh, uh, Reality with Tara uh, McCarthy in the in the UK. Um, hell, I even like Max Kaiser and Alex Jones. Um, so, and the Caravan to Midnight. How can I forget? Jay right. Wells? John B. Wells. Okay. Great guy. So, and, and you and Defango. I mean, there are a lot of really great people out here. And I have a sense that we're at a, a moment in time when we could explode. Um, we're, we're actually, we're at a moment in time when a larger percentage of the public is willing to believe me over NASA on the question of a, of a Mars base. It's interesting times. Yeah. Okay, there is a base on Mars. It was created 15 years ago. There are 10,000 people there that are never going to be allowed to come home. OK, 
Okay? That's a fact. And it's a fact based on both human sources and, and, and documented other sources. Okay? So NASA can lie all it wants about that. It's a fact. And they've lied before. Everybody lies. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. government, including Donald Trump, lies about the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate is actually 23%. Okay? John Williams has done a great job with shadow stats. Trump was trying to call out the lies when he was a candidate. As soon as he became president, he became liar in chief. Um, and I'm not happy about that because I think Donald Trump has enormous potential and he could be the greatest president ever, but he is not doing some of the fundamentals that I believe he needs to do. You know, the first big red flag I saw was when he brought in Goldman Sachs, former CEO. Well, he's got, he's got, you know, you're leading me on, Michael. It's obvious you've oh, watched sorry. all my other uh, interviews and you're making sure that I hit every single hot button. So, yes, let's talk about the fact. That well, yeah, we, we could we could talk about Jeffrey Epstein and Lolita Express. We could get into oh, yeah, all these absolutely. things. Absolutely. Let's go there next. Yeah. But let's first establish for your listeners I'm that big... Donald Trump has nine Goldman Sachs bankers and one Goldman Sachs bimbo in the White <laughs> Yes. And he has 54 Ashkenazi Jews managing the U.S. economy in favor of Israel first and against America first. Sorry about that. That's okay. I heard a weird. Say something. I heard a weird knocking at the front door. There's no one here, but that, that scared the <laughs> hell out of me. Say. <laughs> it, it scared the hell out of me. I, I just now got. On, everyone associated with me is going to be Jesus. strip searched. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I heard a knock and it, it really scared me. But, you know, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned that whole, the whole knocking thing because, you know, I could see who logs in in real time to this program when it's live. And I've seen some interesting IP addresses, um, from countries like Afghanistan and Pakistan. And I, I've looked them up and it's very interesting to see who exactly is hosting their internet. Yeah. I think you know what I'm referring to. You know, coming back to TSA, one of the things that Cynthia has said, which I find very moving, is that um, what used to happen to black people at the hands of authoritarian white males is now happening to all of us. And I've written about how we're all black now and we need to deal with it. What George Schwartz Sotos is trying to do is divide and conquer. He's, he's continuing to try and get gender issues and race issues and class issues and, and so forth. We all need to unite for integrity. And what Cynthia and I stand for is bringing us all together. Um, and I believe that it's really essential for the public to understand that this may be the last summer in which we can achieve a nonviolent revolution. I'm very concerned about a false flag pandemic. I'm very concerned about a ramped up vaccine program. I'm very concerned about the ability of the elites that is not yet fieldable, but could be fieldable in a year or two to literally immobilize the public and, 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 um, establish what is an essentially a, a Nazi controlled environment. So this summer, with our legitimately elected President Trump and with Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard and a few others, it's possible for us to take back the power in an ethical, nonviolent manner. If we don't, then I do fear for the future. Yeah, the way everything's been going lately, it's very frightening. You have people like Scalise out there being gunned down. You have all sorts of crazy things going on. 
You have North Korea out there, which uh, I believe they aren't fully capable of hitting us just yet. Uh, but, you know, all these things. Now, look, North Korea. North Korea is not going to hit the United States of America with a nuclear anything. They're I don't going think to so either. Seoul, Korea, or, a, you know, I, I mean, really, part of the problem is that as long as we have U.S. troops in uh, in Korea, we can be blackmailed over those troops. If I were president, I would close every U.S. military base overseas, all thousand bases. They're used now as lily pads for CIA smuggling of guns, gold, drugs, cash, and small children. We should close all of our overseas bases. We should bring our military home. We should cut the military budget in half. It's 50% waste. And then we should build a proper military, a 450-ship Navy, a long-haul Air Force, and an armored army. Right now, we cannot win a war against China or Russia on their own ground, period. And our military should be at home, spending at home. Um, so... North Korea is not our problem. We've got no business being the world's policeman. And by the way, we're not actually the world's policeman. We're the world's predators. Everything the U.S. military is being asked to do overseas is, as General uh, Smedley Butler said in his famous book, War is a Racket, everything the U.S. military is being asked to do today overseas is of, by, and for Wall Street. It is in no way, shape, or form in favor of Main Street and in fact, Main Street is paying the price of 75,000 amputees and 250,000 PTSDs and gross unemployment and ill health and, and so forth. Gulf War syndrome, the whole bit. So I'm fed up. I think it's time for the American people to get back into the American government. Yes, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned those things about the drug trafficking and, of course, gun trafficking as well as what the CIA has been doing for the longest time. Ironically, they've been the world's leading drug traffickers for the last decade, even longer than that. Well, one of the things that it's, it's way beyond CIA, it includes the U.S. military and a whole bunch of others. And one of the things I've come to realize is that NAFTA was about opening the border for U.S. government drug running. Yes, we, we saw the whole Iran-Contra controversy. And, of course, I've spoken to Freeway Ricky Ross who, of course, was also involved in all of that. Right. Interesting stuff. Uh, by the way, I've heard that North Korea had lots of poppy fields and lots of distribution of, I believe, methamphetamine. I have no idea, and frankly, I don't care. We should not have U.S. Marines or the U.S. military in Korea. We should get out. Well, we, we shouldn't be in a lot of places. No, we shouldn't be overseas. Yes, we really shouldn't. I, I agree with you, especially with the whole Syria situation, which is another can of worms in itself. Right. And, and by the way, I, I, I just see now a headline, Pence calls for new era of space exploration at ah, NASA. Ah, yes. Interesting. This tells me, this tells me that Mike Pence, unlike Donald Trump, has been fully briefed on NASA's bases of, uh, in space, has been fully briefed on NASA's capabilities, and he is going to become NASA's protector. Let me make this crystal clear. NASA is home base for the neo-Nazis that think they own the United States of America. It's time to shut NASA down. Yes, I believe I saw that on YouTube recently, just a quick little thing about that, about Mike Pence, saying that we're going to go back to the moon and Mars. Well, we've been told we can't go back to the moon, but let's not go there. Let me just say that I don't trust Mike Pence at sure, all. I understand. And I believe that Donald Trump should be extremely leery of anything Mike Pence approves of. I'm with you on that. 
not going to argue that point with you. And going back to Jeffrey Epstein, what's going on with all the elites out there? Why are they into pedophilia so much? Well, I would rather have people look at the table of contents of the book that I'm co-sponsoring by Joaquin uh, Hagopian. He's already published my foreword and the table of contents and chapter one, and I think chapter two is about to go up. Um, let me pull it up because it's it's a very very useful um, useful survey. First off, you all realize that Peter Thiel, the Silicon Valley magnate, is now very publicly taking child transfusion. He's being he's taking legal ethical blood transfusions of blood from children. Throughout history, it has been known that children's blood is an anti-aging device. Okay. Now, pedophilia is a combination of a mental illness, a sex crime, and a normalized satanic ritual activity for the elite. Um, and there's been a pedophilia bloodlust for children. In fact, we just posted a, a video of Shirley Temple. It's a 12-minute it's a video that highlights how Shirley Temple was the ultimate advertisement for pedophilia and incest. This was Hollywood's little joke on the rest of us. And I never thought of her that way. But if you read, if you watch this 12 minute video, it's quite frightening. Um, the way they work it to include cow's udders that look like sperm splattering on her face and the whole bit. Um, what is happening now is that pedophilia and sodomy are used as the elite, um, it's kind of like skull and bones and the Princeton counterpart. It's, it's used as the elite initiation ritual mm. and it's used as the elite blackmail ritual and it's used as the elite binding and mind control ritual. And I have no direct knowledge. I mean, I find this just absolutely abhorrent. Um, but when you combine pedophilia as a sex crime plus drinking children's blood plus mind control programs um and you you and the anti-aging and all of this what you end up with i think is an elite that believes it is totally above the law and it believes that we are all expendable cattle i mean huxley wrote animal farm and so it kind of reminds me of an israeli saying shiksas don't count I first truly understood how Zionists see the United States of America, and I believe the elites see us this way as well. The elites do not consider themselves Americans. They consider themselves masters of the universe and new world order uh, leaders. Uh, one of the best tennis players on my team at Muhlenberg was an Orthodox Jew that was nailing a different Gentile girl every night. Right. And he was a real stud. Um, and I asked him one day, I said, hey, you're an Orthodox Jew. How is it that you justify or how do you reconcile that with nailing a different Gentile girl every night? And he said to me, and I, I, it's just like the Kennedy assassination. I will never forget standing on the tennis court with the wind blowing and the green trees, you know, waving. And this guy saying to me, shiksas don't count. Wow. We're all shiksas for the Zionists. And of course, I'm careful to distinguish between anti-Zionism, which is everyone's duty and anti-Semitism, which is reprehensible and not to be tolerated, okay? So the USS Liberty and the Zionist participation in the assassination of John F. Kennedy and so many other things, including the Israeli talking rocks. I mean, Israel 
is able to fabricate Libyan support of terrorism through talking rocks that are planted in Gaddafi's compound. They're able to fabricate Syrian army officers allegedly calling for more sarin gas through their talking rocks. I mean, please understand, I deeply admire my colleagues in the Mossad. And I also admire the fact that after they retire, they all turn against their government. And they all say to a man, we should not be doing what we're doing to the Palestinians. So this whole pedophilia thing, I think, needs to be deeply, deeply studied. And it has, I think, a deep connection with the Catholic Church and to a certain extent with the Mormon Church. Um, and of course, you have the, the Arab and, and Central Asian penchants for pedophilia. I mean, the Saudi Arabians and the Afghanis and the Afghans train young boys from birth to be dancing girls and, and sodomy receptacles. Yeah, it's quite horrific. Yes, it is. It is. And, and so this is, this is a kind of an international standard. And the elites have simply made it their own. Um, so I, I wish I could say I knew more, but I don't. All I know, this is, this is what I know. What I know is that pedophilia includes murder. It includes drinking adrenalized blood, which means the child has been terrorized and tortured. One email out of Indiana, which alleged that Mike Pence is a murderous pedophile. One email that I've gotten from one of his constituents in Indiana describes him sodomizing a child while choking them to death while his female partner puts a dagger, a ceremonial satanic dagger, into the child's heart at the moment of death. Now, I have absolutely no evidence that this email has any credibility whatsoever, but I believe it. Well, you just have to look back at WikiLeaks once again and look at the Podesta emails. And, of course, Hillary knew knew well right along about... The people in her cabinet, uh, Mr. Weiner there, she knew about all of that. Of course, they all knew about those activities going on, and they let it happen. Well, again, you know, Larry Summers was trying to tell Elizabeth Warren, who I think is more of an insider than she lets on. He was telling her, insiders don't criticize insiders. What you have, and Matt Tobby did a brilliant book called Griftopia, and he talks about the merger of political and financial crime in this country. What is happening this summer is the potential for the 99% to come together against the 1%. And Cynthia and I are both huge on truth and reconciliation. So we want to give them an exit strategy. My version is everyone gets the truth, no one goes to jail. And I get a lot of pushback on that because obviously there are people that want to hang the pedophiles. But as a counterintelligence and intelligence officer, I've learned that if you give people an exit strategy, they will give up the others, okay? So it's very important that the public get the truth about the deep extent of pedophilia, bestiality, the murder of children, the torture of children, and so forth, including all the kids that the Clinton Foundation helped import from Haiti. Um, and I believe that WikiLeaks is, I hope, on the verge of a massive disclosure that will take down two Republican governors, four to six Republican senators, and perhaps the vice president of the United States. That's a lot of people. No, it's not, because they're a tiny fraction. I would estimate that no fewer than 30% of our members of Congress are active, aggressive pedophiles uh, who have participated in satanic ritual murders. And I would estimate that another 30% have been trapped and trapped into pedophilia. Uh, the way you do that is you get a congressman drunk and you give him a legal age blonde ah. and he wakes up with a 12 year old. 
Yeah, okay. that, that's a great way to do it. Well, this is what we do in the CIA. Um, so this is, this is, you know, and then the last third are simply being bribed or blackmailed over other indiscretions. The real shocking thing to me in the last few years, I left the CIA in 1988 and I left the secret intelligence community, um, as an, as a government official in 1993 and I last touched secrets in probably 2006. What has really shocked me since I last touched a secret is learning that the CIA, the FBI, and NSA are in the primary business of spying on and blackmailing our members of Congress. It certainly seems that way. I think they're responsible for a lot of this information that gets out there. Well, it, it's not just that. They're actually protecting their budget. And um, and I, 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 I think that our, our presidents up until Trump our presidents until Trump have been patsies. After John F. Kennedy was assassinated, every president has felt vulnerable to assassination by his own government. And that's something I want to stop. That's Understood. something I want to end. Yeah, it seems like every president who goes in there, they, they go in there all bright-eyed with the best intentions in their hearts. But I feel like I mentioned earlier, they are presented with um, limited power. It seems like that's there's correct. a... It seems like see, there's that's correct. That's, what, that's what's so frustrates mm-hmm. me. Now, I did a 10-page memo for Trump that I gave to Rents Priebus in December by certified mail. I'm pretty sure Priebus did not deliver it. It was subsequently published in The Mind Unleashed and in Zero Hedge, and that's what got me started in terms of rising as a public voice that was heard. And I simply told Trump that he was elected by 27% of the eligible voters and that he needed to reach out to the 26% that voted for him with a passionate hatred I mean, that voted for Hillary with a passionate hatred for Trump, and he needed to reach out to the 47% from the small parties and independents who chose not to vote at all. If Donald Trump wants to be the greatest president ever, he has to stop playing the deep state game by the deep state rules on the deep state court, which is Washington, D.C. Donald Trump should reach out and tell Ron Paul, Dennis Kucinich, Jesse Ventura, Ralph Nader, Patrick Buchanan, Virgil Good, Brother Cornell West, whom I love, Cynthia McKinney, and anyone else he wants, including me if he wishes. And we should all go to 50 states in 30 days with Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard championing the Election Reform Act, and then we should stick it up the ass of every member of Congress while offering them a presidential pardon if they will sit down and be debriefed and give up their blackmail. In one fell swoop, we release the members from the threat of blackmail and the lure of bribery and we make them accountable to their constituents. And we can do that in 60 days, only if Donald Trump leads it. If Cynthia and I are left on our own devices, we've only raised $30,000 so far. We need $250,000 to be effective for the next three months. Indiegogo has been wonderful. We just got our first $30,000 from them. But the reality is, if all of you listening don't give a crap and don't want to support hashtag unrigged, and if Donald Trump refuses to support and lead hashtag on rig, then nothing is going to change. And we are going to see Donald Trump impeached and we're going to see Mike Pence as the deep state president going toward 2020. That's scary. Where can people donate, by the way? Well, if they look up Indiegogo dash on rig, they'll get right to it. Very nice. Very nice. Is there any new work on the horizon for you? Any new books, perhaps? 
Thank you for asking. Um, I'm about to publish. I, I just need to find time. I'm about five days behind because I spend most of my time issuing certificates to the founding citizens. We've got um, 398 founding citizens so far that have, um, including five that asked for refunds, but we let, we let them keep their certificate because for one brief moment in time, they were righteous. Um, but we have 398 founding citizens, and I spend most of my time issuing those certificates. I've got a guy that helps me that works for Scythian Bangladesh, but it's incredible how my time is consumed by dealing with individual donors. We don't have the money to pay people. Uh, we just got this 30000 We don't have enough to buy the RV that we want to put a wrap on and go across the country. So what Cynthia and I are going to focus on in the next two to three weeks is creating 435 meetups, one in every single congressional district. And then we're going to use Zoom Pro to try to get e-meetup up to the 100 people that we can handle on Zoom Pro. And once we start meetups that get to two to 300, if they get to that point, which I don't think they will, then we can ask them to split up. But here's what we want. In every congressional district, we want a billboard funded by the meetup members that has the picture of their congressman with the congressman's name, phone number, and email. And then we want the integrity pledge with a big red X and the APAC Zionist pledge with a big green check mark. And we want every American to understand that every single one of their congressmen is refusing to sign the integrity pledge and has already signed the APAC pledge. Israel first is the law of the land in the U.S. Congress. That's exactly who you're serving once you try to protect this country, I heard. By the way, perhaps you just need some foreign investors like Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, you know, I'd love <laughs> to hear from Mark Cuban or Steve Ballmer or John McKay. There are some very decent billionaires out there. Um, that there is. That there is. That's true. But the problem, the problem is that they're all in a play it safe mode. I was in a meeting with a whole bunch of nonprofit CEOs run by Joseph McCormick, mm -hmm. who did a great job trying to get transpartisanship understood. And I realized halfway through the meeting that all of these CEOs understood the two party tyranny and how to get money even when their party was out of power from the two-party tyranny, and they were terrified of an actually honest Congress that would eliminate all taxes and therefore all tax exemptions. Someone knocked again. I'm sorry about that. My goodness. I don't know who's knocking at the door there, but seems to be gone now. And yes, back to uh, Cynthia quickly here. Wh where did you meet Cynthia McKinney? Um, I've known of Cynthia McKinney since, since 2008. When she ran for the Green Party ah, yes. okay. nomination, I met her in 2009 when we were both at the transpartisan conference that Joseph McCormick organized in Denver. And even though I am an alt-right white male who's also Latino and she is an alt-left black female, we really clicked. And what I think we saw in each other was a passion for integrity and the truth. So when I decided after Donald Trump, God bless him said the system is rigged and I created hashtag on rigged, I reached out to her and she agreed to write the forward and she agreed to support my fundraising efforts and she agreed, provided that we did raise the money, to return to the United States from Bangladesh and go on a national tour with me. And our hope is to get enough money. I mean, we need at least 125000 in order to either buy the RV 
It turns out that renting an RV is too hard because the RV owners are either already fully booked or they're too greedy and they want us to pay in advance. I had one deal worked out where I only would have to pay the $8,000 for the month of uh, August and then pay each month in advance as we went along. And that deal fell through when the wife got greedy. She wanted us to pay for four months in advance, and uh, she wanted us to have a $3,000 security deposit instead of $1,000. So greed killed that deal. So now we're looking at buying a recreational vehicle for sixty-five dollars to $85,000 and using it all the way to 2020. Read my lips. Understood. I definitely hope you get the funding for that project because we need more people like you out there fighting corporate corruption. Well, you know, I mean, if 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 um, 600 of your listeners were to donate $50 each to Indiegogo-Unrig, we would become the next power base in America. And not us, but you. Love that. We'll definitely try to get let some me, funding going here. Let me make an important here. point, because you've, you've really got me, you've sparked me thinking about some other stuff that has happened. When I was interviewed by the Daily Bell, because I'm a libertarian, although I think the libertarian party leadership sucks. Ah, uh, yes. Well, they, 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 I mean, anybody who would choose Gary Watson Aleppo Johnson twice in a row is an idiot. Oh, um, I agree. Yes. So, and also to have a ticket that's two old white guys. I mean, my proposal to the Libertarian Party for the last election was that they co-conspire with the Green Party and that they run a dual campaign in which it was agreed that the Libertarians and Greens would run together with the understanding that if one of them won, the other would become the vice president, which is a long tradition in America of the other party being the vice president. Um, and unfortunately, Newt Gingrich and others have just destroyed uh, the whole concept of, of political leadership, corrupted it to the bone. But I was interviewed by the Daily Bell, which is a very fine libertarian rag, and they asked me, what's the difference between you and all the other presidential candidates? I said there are two differences. The first difference is that all the other presidential candidates change what they say depending on the on the audience. Mm, I yes, don't. Yes. I have a constant. My constant is about putting the public back in power. And the second difference between them and me is they're all running to become the decider, and I'm not. I'm running to put integrity back into the system so the public can return to the role of decider. And that's what Cynthia McKinney and I are about. We're about unity for integrity. We are about making it so that every member of Congress goes to bed in fear over having their house burned down if they betray their constituents. I like that you're uh, fired up here, Robert. No, no, this is me being calm. <laughs> oh, you being calm. I just thought, oh, okay, he's getting a little fired up, which is all good. I, I like that. The intensity rose slightly there. Well, you know, I, I hate see, I hate seeing the American public being sodomized by the elite. I, I say that all I say that all the time too, Robert. That's why I, I knew you would be perfect for the show. We have similar viewpoints on a lot of these issues. Yes. Oh yes, definitely. And um Robert, I, I do want to ask you just another random question here. Very random. Here on this okay. program, yeah, here on this program, I also talk to many different walks of life, many of who believe in the paranormal. I'm just curious, have you ever had any, any kind of experience with anything that would be considered paranormal, perhaps, uh, in your uh, adolescence? The, the, the short answer is no. The long answer is that I absolutely believe that there are 26 dimensions. 
I absolutely believe that we are at just scratching the surface of what humanity is capable of. And I absolutely believe that the elite and NASA and the rogue elements of CIA have achieved substantial advances across the board, including remote viewing. And they're not sharing them with us because they are in a state of treason against the public interest. I see you're, you're open-minded to, towards these subjects. I, I like that. Um, are, are you religious by any chance, Robert? The short answer is I talk to God direct. We are God. The cosmos is God. And in my view, most priests are some form of fraud and thief in combination. Well, I'm not going to deny that. Just recently, we saw the Vatican getting in trouble once again. Uh, they broke up some sort of gay orgy at the home of one of uh, Pope Francis' advisors. Look, it's established that roughly, roughly 10% of the Vatican's priests are pedophiles. And I would say another 20% are homosexual. I, I just don't understand how these people keep... How are they in power for so damn long? Well, these people you're not are understanding evil. is that pedophilia... And bestiality and drugs are the currency of the elite. And the Vatican and the highest levels of the Freemasons and the highest levels of the Knights of Malta and the highest levels of the Mormon Church appear to believe that they are above and beyond the law. And so, you know, I mean, Jared Kushner is the same way. He's reputed to have told Brennan that the American people are stupid and that Jared Kushner will tell the American people what to think. Okay, this is a naive young man who doesn't have a goddamn clue that the limited nuclear war that are, that Israel is trying to, to facilitate between Saudi Arabia and Iran is going to destroy that part of the world. I mean, he should not be allowed to play with guns. I agree. And I also agree with what you said about Ivanka Trump as well. I, you know, I like Ivanka Trump. Me, me too. She has enormous potential. I like her a lot, she yeah. Is naive. She is naive in the extreme. And she's trying to be too nice to the liberals who are destroying our country. Yeah, I see that she has good intentions, but of course, we know how that ends. Well, we'll see. We'll we, see. I mean, we'll you know see, how yes. it ends is badly for us. Yes, and, and speaking of how it ends, what do you see in the next, let's say, four or five years, Robert? What do you see happening in, in the whole political spectrum on a global scale? Well, let's start with the fact that Martin Armstrong has never been wrong. There is a major economic collapse coming oh, in yes. September of this year. September. Okay? So people need to be thinking about how to get through at least six months worth of economic chaos. Well, will this be worse than 2008? Yes. Uh-oh. Yes, this is the big one. Um, and I really encourage people to read everything that Martin Armstrong offers for free on the Internet. I don't know myself as much as he does, but I know how to decide whether I trust someone or not. And Martin Armstrong is someone I trust. This is a guy that went to jail for seven years rather than give CIA his economic model because CIA is too stupid to create an economic model of this quality. So I trust and admire Martin Armstrong. Now, there's, I think, three, three outcomes going forward. Let me start with the one that I prefer, but may not be the most likely. The one that I prefer is that Donald Trump is an absolute genius. He's cut a deal with General Secretary Xi and President Putin, and he is going to destroy the deep state sometime between now and September. And if he does that, of course, I would be glad to have a chance to help him create an open source agency and cut the, the military and the secret intelligence world by 50% or more. 
That's alternative one. Alternative two is that Cynthia McKinney and I fail and Donald Trump is impeached and Mike Pence becomes the, um, the deep state president. And we then begin a two year program of population reduction with, um, with a false flag pandemic, uh, and several other things, including moving very quickly toward a cashless society so that iconoclasts like me can be cut off from their money. Um, and so forth. Alternative three is a middle ground. In alternative three, Donald Trump continues to fail us, but Cynthia McKinney and I gradually gain traction with our educational movement. We stop our educational movement on Thanksgiving Day in November, and on the 1st of January, we open up a 501c4 and a 527, and we begin running as president and vice president of the United States. I'd like that to happen. <laughs> I really I want would. Donald Trump to get it right. I don't really want to run for president. I know you you don't, but my goodness, I'm I, really I, serious. I would love my to have you as a president. Serious on the heads of my children. <laughs> I want Donald Trump to lead hashtag unrig so I can create the open source agency. That is the limit of my ambition. Hello, but awesome. if Trump fails, <laughs> we will not tolerate Pence as president of the United States. Understood. That's hashtag unrig. And I've been using that to promote this program, and I'll continue to do so until we get things going here. Well, you know, if I mean, we own the first four screens. We own the first 40 results for Hashtag Not Ray. Oh, yeah? Um, it's gone viral, and one-third of our nice. donations are from overseas. Because I'll tell you something, the British Empire is going to break up. The Irish, the Scottish, the Canadians, and the Australians all hate the Queen. Um they all understand the depth of the pedophilia and the corruption that is associated with the British royal family. Although I must say I like Prince William and Princess Kate very much. And I would be very pretty tame a new form of uh, of uh, honest royalty uh, for the United Kingdom. But the bottom line here is that hashtag on rig is, I believe, going to become a global model. And I would really like to see it succeed in the United States because the only thing we should be exporting from the United States is goodness and truth. Love that, by the way. I don't want to take up too much of your time, Robert. I feel like I could easily talk to you for another hour here. But again, I don't want to hold you up too long. And with doing so, I must first and foremost say it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you finally here on the program. Well, I'm happy to do this, and I really hope that your your viewers will understand that Cynthia McKinney and I need help. Um, we're not making our donation numbers in order to get the van, and we have a, a website, uh, unrig.net, and we do have um, some free. We have an unstore where everything is do it yourself. You can get you can you can see the design for a polo shirt with hashtag unrig on it. You can see bumper stickers that FedEx will gladly make you. Uh, you can see uh, posters that you can easily print for free and hand out. So we're not making any money. We're not charging any money in our store. It's an unstore. And I believe that if we could get to 50000 a month between now and November, we could, in fact, create a People's Congress consisting of one meetup for every single congressional district. And that meetup's mission is to get in the face of their individual representative and tell that representative they have one chance to go straight. Awesome. And, and I will, I will say we've decided because of the hit job 
And because I have had, I've been deeply attacked by Zionist trolls. I was just and, about to ask you that, yes. Yes, I, I won't mention names, but there's a major lawsuit about to happen. And because YouTube appears in all 50 states, I'm told the lawsuit is going to be filed in all 50 states. Wow. This, this, this guy is, this guy is looking at losing $2 million. Jesus um, Christ. Which I think is all he has, which is good. I'd love to see him destitute. This is really um, interesting. The I didn't know that. Here is after the Zionists attacked me. In fact, after the stupid media hit job, I turned my attention to NASA. And after the Zionists attacked me, Cynthia and I agreed that we are not only going to demand that every congressman sign the integrity pledge, which is a commitment to, to co-sponsor and vote for the election reform act in September when Congress reconvenes, we are now adding a demand that every congressman renounce the APAC pledge. Any congressman who has signed the APAC pledge is in an automatic state of treason against the U.S. Constitution and their constituents. Speaking of YouTube quickly here, um, my interview with Cynthia McKinney was automatically demonetized as soon mm-hmm. as it was uploaded. So obviously YouTube is a part of the agenda. Well, I mean, your, your viewers should look up hashtag Google Gestapo. Um, I mean, I followed with interest the tens of millions of dollars that Google gave to the Clinton campaign. There and you go. Yeah. Illegal, illegal and Facebook declared in kind contributions. They've been manipulating surveys and, and, uh, I mean, they've been manipulating searches and polls and trends for a long time. But what I've learned since then is that Eric Schmidt has been co-conspiring. I mean, this should be a racketeering investigation by Jeff Sessions. Eric Smith has been co-conspiring with the leadership of Facebook and Twitter to create a censorship board and an ability to, and they're doing it every day. They're demonetizing anyone who supports our legitimately elected president. And they're elevating, falsely elevating, hashtag resist, and anything having to do with George Schwartz Soros. Okay, and violence and and so forth. What I've learned recently is that Schmidt is leading a charge to sell the social media censorship system that he's devised for the United States to the communist Chinese. Wow. And yeah, it's true. Ironic is this, that Eric Schmidt is personally in charge of a censorship system being tested and built in the United States that will make the communist Chinese happy. That's horrible. That tells you all you need to know about Eric Schmidt. Yeah, that's not good. We don't want to end up like Hashtag them. Google Gestapo. Yes, and Facebook has censored one of my posts about uh, just one of the last episodes I did with, with another individual here. I had hashtag CNN fake news, and they censored that right away and and um, gave me a little suspension from posting. Let me, let me point out that, that Alex Google is now, Alex uh, Jones, I mean, he's still got enormous potential, but he's become Google's bitch ever since they took $3.5 million away from him. Wow. They declared him a fake news website the same week that they digitally assassinated natural news and took away every single search reference to natural news. Um, Alex had to grovel, and he basically had to prostitute himself to Google in order to get that $3.5 million in ad revenue turned back on. So accusing you of fake news is the equivalent of TSA strip-searching me for no good reason, because they can. I'll tell you what, if your listeners want me to bury Google and bury TSA, donate to hashtag on rig. Ah, uh, yes. Nice. I love that. 
And Robert, I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program once again. I definitely feel, like I said earlier, we could even talk even longer here, but I, I will let you go, and hopefully in the near future we could touch base again. Absolutely. God bless America, and God bless Donald Trump, and let's hope that he will lead hashtag unrig. Awesome. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you in the very near future, sir. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Never forget, this is a live call-in show. You are free to call in whenever your heart desires. However, tonight we didn't have enough time for any of that sort of thing. Let me remind you that you can go back to michaeldeacon.com to check out any previous show that you might have missed. This show completely depends on its listeners. That means you out there listening to this right now. Spread the word, be a friend, and share. If you're listening to this on a replay, keep in mind you can listen every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 11 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the TuneIn Radio app. My name is Michael. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like a fair How appropriate. I wish I could be in that ring with Holden right now. It's crazy. I had no idea this shit existed before 726. I'm a TV real. A lot of good content. A lot of, a lot of cool topics. You know, I, yeah, I feel, you know, fortunate to have an opportunity to speak to you guys tonight. You guys are, you guys are really big. Yeah, Mr. Rusev. That son of a bitch. I, do, I like that, man. It's the simplest shit. You go in there, you see the bus and there's a couple of kids. You don't see having your pump. I'm well rounded. Well rounded. Introducing the greatest tag team on the radio. Guess what, motherfucker?